0: This episode of To the Top Talk is brought to you by Hub City Comedy. Don't miss comedian Hannibal Burris at the Sanger Theater in Hattiesburg on Friday, October the 19th, 2018. Show starts at 8 p.m. Hattiesburg Sanger, right here in the Hub City. It's the night before homecoming, so come in town a little early, check out some comedy. You may have seen Hannibal uh, in the movie Spider-Man, Neighbors, Tag. Daddy's Home. He's had specials on Comedy Central. He's had specials on Netflix. You've seen him on just about all of the late night TV shows. The Eric Andre Show, Broad City on Comedy Central, the list goes on and on. So check out Hannibal. Don't miss the show. Google him. Make sure he's your speed of comedy before you come out. But that's Friday, October the 19th, Hannibal Burris at the Sanger Theater in Hattiesburg the night before homecoming. We'll see you there. You are listening to To the Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamie. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is, they don't know, man. I've been looking forward to To the Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Juice, baby. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To the Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey. Jason is uh, getting the week off. I got the week off last week. He's getting the week off this week. And we're going to collaborate at homecoming this weekend. And uh, from there on out. And talk about the Golden Eagles. If this is your first time listening. We are here with your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda. In the mainstream sports media. To talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles to the top. I'm recording From the Hub City Comedy Studios here in beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Kind of a throwback to the old days here. Me flying solo. Um, kind of had a guest, didn't, it kind of fell through because of scheduling and whatnot, but you can probably do the math and figure out who that guest was going to be. Nonetheless, um, almost didn't have a show this week. I've been really busy this week. Uh, you know, I was on vacation last week. I come back, got a lot to do with work. I've got to go to a meeting out of town on Friday. Then I have uh, probably one of the biggest comedy shows that we've ever brought to Hattiesburg at the Sanger. And then we've got homecoming. So just a lot going on. Um, weren't really sure how this was going to play out, but I decided before the Pelicans play tonight, I'm going to get on here, jibber jabber a little bit, talk about what went on last week and what's going to happen. This weekend, so like I mentioned every week, and and if you follow me on social media or you follow any of our social media sites, my apologies, just trying to pack out the house for Hannibal Burris when he comes to town. You know, one of the the biggest names in comedy right now. I mean, he's making his way through TV and movies. This is his fourth trip to Hattiesburg, so we're excited to have him. And we, you know, it's 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 tough sometimes in Hattiesburg. So like when people talk about ah, oh, you know, attendance is down or whatever. I mean, and it's down everywhere. But Hattiesburg people can be slightly fickle at times and you never really can predict what they're gonna do unless that event involves Bud Light or SEC football. But um we got a solid crowd Friday. I just I'm just trying to I wanna sell it out, so I'm just trying to bust my butt to Make that happen for Hannibal after you know what he's what he's done for us at Hub City Comedy. So if you're thinking about coming out, that's going to be this Friday night. Tickets uh, on sale right now at hannibalburris.com or the Sanger's website or any of the social media that I'm affiliated with. Um, and then homecoming the next day. So if you're coming to town, I mean you you have something you can do. There are other activities out there, but uh, I'm focusing on this one. <laughs> You really don't – if you need to see what all the activities are out there, go to southernmiss.com, go to usm.edu. I'm sure there's a list of them out there. I'm not going to read them off like I did a few weeks ago, but do the math. We've got a game on Saturday, so Eagle Walks two hours before that. We're taking on UTSA, looking to bounce back. The Golden Eagles, big favorites this week. Hopefully we can live up to the hype. So, yeah, 6 o'clock. On Saturday, we're taking on UTSA. Two hours before that would be um, Eagle Walk. And somewhere between noon 11 and 1-ish, they're probably having a parade. I usually skip the pra- i have skipped the parade ever since I've not been involved because I try to just save that rest and then um, just rest up, have my energy for the game. I want to be all in on that. So I probably will do the same this week. All right, let's talk a little bit. About what else is going on right now. Oh, yeah, so I went to Minneapolis last week. And I know I kind of hinted on the show, like, what my plans were. And I, I, it was really, I had a good time. My only complaint was it was a little chilly. Like, to put this in perspective. So the day that we left, we're flying out of Minneapolis at, like, 2 in the afternoon. It was 46 degrees. We land in Chicago, and it's 82 degrees. Minneapolis to Chicago, there was that big of a temperature difference. So that cold front was kind of seeping through. Um, but we flew out of Hatties- flew in and out of Hattiesburg. And when I was flying, when I was leaving, we flew into Dallas on the way to Minneapolis. And on my plane was none other than Parker Sean Field. So I had to go by and holler at him for a minute, you know. Um, Talked about his game at Auburn. You know, you know how great he did. And, you know, he was just enjoying the bye week with family. So... That was a great way to start out. Then, you know, I get to Minneapolis. It's way chillier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so the first night there, my wife and I, we went to the Timber, saw the Timberwolves and the Thunder in little preseason action. And to kind of cap the week off, like my last day there, I went and took a tour of the Viking Stadium. And for the Saints fans out there, like myself, I, uh, I found out where... Stefan Diggs caught the ball in that horrendous play last year, and I stuck my foot out, and I took a picture of it and said I was nine months too late to trip him. But uh, it was an amazing facility. So many ins and outs. I could probably talk to you for hours about the facility. Um, went to the locker room, and they didn't have the name plates. I was going to look for, like, Rashad Hill's locker and Tom Johnson's locker being Southern Miss guys, but the tour guide told us they, they take the cards out because um, – the ladies were leaving their phone numbers in the lockers. So I figured out, I found out like where the quarterbacks were. So one of four would have been Kirk cousins if I would have been so inclined, but I'm not, but we're back in Hattiesburg. Now we're ready to go. Um, Flew back in. Hey thoughts, prayers, positive vibes. Well wishes to everybody down there on the Florida panhandle that was affected by hurricane Michael last week. That was a sneaky storm. I know there were several people that I I talked to, had some friends down there, some family friends down there that, I mean, it was supposed to be a Category 1, and they didn't have time to evacuate by the time it got to be as serious as it was, so hope everybody's doing okay. Um, Like I said, nothing but well wishes to to everybody there, and hopefully you can recover soon. All right, so a little bit of news this week. Um, Nick Suss, the Southern Miss beat writer, was transferred to the Ole Miss beat. So if you haven't unfollowed Sus on Twitter yet, you uh, you probably will want to. Sometimes <laughs> I'd like to stay following. I just don't care for the propaganda. So so Nick Sus has huge things ahead, and he's very talented, and he doesn't care. He has no allegiance to anybody. So I wish Sus nothing but the best, and hopefully he can move onward and upward upward ASAP. But we get a uh, very familiar name. Back on the Southern Miss beat, he was actually on this show about a month ago. Tyler Cleveland covering Southern Miss again. An unfortunate incident happened today in the print edition of the Clarion Ledger. Not Tyler's fault. You know, he submitted his article and somehow in the headline, they listed us as SMU. So the um, ad wizards there at the Clarion Ledger, um, and I was joking with Jason. I was like... Yeah, well, the good news is it's in the print edition of the Clarion Ledger. Nobody's going to see it. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. But anyways, some unfortunate news this past week. And this kind of leads into the game itself. But prior to the game against North Texas, Quadra Griggs' mother passed away. So if you see Quadra... I'm going to give Quadra a hug at Eagle Walk. If he comes through there. I mean, he has been through it these past couple of months. You can look on the internet. If you're any on any of the message boards, you probably saw the article that alluded to what happened with his suspension. Very unfortunate, and, and we're glad he's back on the team. Really almost, you know, it really derailed his senior year because he was certainly in the mix to start. And, and I don't know, barring injury, if that's going to happen anytime soon. But I'm sure he's going to get some playing time and get in the mix and contribute in some way. I guess one more thing before we move on to talk about the game. Ito Smith, running back for the Atlanta Falcons and former running back for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, is uh, has scored a touchdown the past three weeks. Deonta Freeman, for any of you that play fantasy football and perhaps have drafted him, he is now on the IR. And that just happened this week, so he's going to be out for a little while. So if you... If you don't have Ito Smith and you have some room, you may want to think about stashing him because he's getting the majority of the carries when the Falcons get into the red zone. And he set a rookie record for the Falcons by scoring three TDs in three straight games. So, hey, congratulations, Ido. I know a lot of our fans uh, are pulling for you, although they may not be pulling for your team. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the game last week oh my goodness it was you know it's, it's you kind of have to look at things from an outside perspective at times and try to keep an even keel or you're going to go insane you know I thought at the Golden Eagles this past weekend against North Texas uh, that was a game that was winnable North Texas pulling out the 30 to 7 victory although it really felt much 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 closer than that and um to me I know this questions about play calling and in this that and the other but to me it starts up front and this young offensive line has not been able to find its groove and you know that contributes to running the ball obviously can, to pass protection because you can't run the ball they can just you know come all in on the pass I thought Jack played a solid game outside of the turnover and then the you know the pass he, he threw to uh, Treminsky Mosley that was ripped out of Mosley's hands for a turnover. Um, you know those are some some plays you'd obviously like to have back, but you know it, Jack being as accurate as he is, you really want that kind of arm on the field to move this offense. I mean, I don't just my personal observation. Quadra's, you know, he he was what a fifty three percent completion percentage last year, so I mean. If he had more time to throw, that may be different this year, but Jack to me just seems like the better fit to, to for us to um, be dangerous on the offensive side of the ball. We've struggled, but I kind of feel like about this team, this offense right now, the way I felt about the 2014 Golden Eagle team is you just felt like, you know, with experience, those guys were going to get a lot better. He had a very young team back there in 2014. In 2015, it paid off. So – I'm hoping that happens here. There's still a lot of football left to be played this year. I know there's a lot of people disappointed with the way the past couple of games have gone. But if you, you looked at the schedule in the preseason, you knew that this little run was going to be probably the toughest of the year, starting with Appalachian State, which didn't happen. And then uh, Auburn, You know, we were projected to get blown out in that game, and that didn't happen. We were in that game right till the end. That was that also could have been a winnable game. You look at how Auburn's played the past few weeks and you're like, Well, how didn't we win that game? But again, um, just figuring things out on offense. And I think that over the next what do we have left? Six games? Next six games. I think every one of those games is winnable. And I think a lot of it is going to depend on how this young offensive line progresses. And if they have everybody in the right spot, would not surprise me if there were some shakeups up front, um, move some linemen to different positions. Maybe there's some guys on the bench who will get a shot. It will be interesting to see. But the difference between this team and the team in 2014 that I alluded to earlier is we have warm bodies that can play. I don't know if you remember this, but the last game of 2014 we played UAB, we only had four offensive linemen who could practice. So, (laughs) <laughs> we at least we have a two two some some places three deep where you actually have offensive linemen who will play offensive line and they don't have to sub in an extra tight end or defensive lineman just to practice so anyways let's talk a little bit about the game itself so southern miss falling to north texas 30 to 7 it's 10 to 7 at, at halftime and and we really move the ball well and you watch that game and you're just like there were so many chances that where we drove down the field and shot ourselves in the foot whether it was the turnovers or the missed field goal but we had we did move the ball and had opportunities and it seemed like the gas just kind of ran out there at the end um but I thought the defense played their tails off and they just got worn out hopefully we can build on this like I said But uh, it remains to be seen. I mean, you look at some of these stats, they're pretty even for the most part uh, outside of the rushing. You know, Southern Miss 21st downs, North Texas 24. Um, Total rushing, we had 50 yards net, and they had 165. Passing, Jack Abraham, uh, 317 yards, North Texas 292. And I thought that the defense played solid in – trying to figure out ways to get to fine, but fine was just so quick with his release. I mean, there were several times where you could one Mississippi two Mississippi and the ball's out of his hands. The guys uh, you're, ran their routes almost to perfection. He hit them right on the number. So, I mean, we did rattle him a little bit at times and we did hold him in check some, but, uh, towards the end of the game there, when, when the wind just kind of came out of his sails, he started lighting us up. Very, very talented player. And you can see why, you know, a lot of folks think he is the best quarterback in Conference USA. Total yards, they had us beat 457 to 367. Hopefully, we can get to where we can start running the ball. And I think, hopefully, we'll see more of trevinsky Mosley. He just seems like he is going to be the guy. And maybe it's a situation of him, Stevie Anderson, learning the playbook, learning the plays. I know there was a little confusion on a couple of plays this past weekend. But you think about this, you know, T-Rod got a lot of those first-team and second-team snaps in the preseason. You know, there were some expectations that Darius Mayberry and George Payne were going to contribute. And you got Tez Parks, but then you have, you know, a true freshman and a a redshirt freshman who has only been playing this – has not been playing this position very long. They they ran him some out of the H-back on scout team in in Stevie Sweetfeet, of course I'm talking about. But you have guys that just didn't get the reps this summer – two young guys that didn't get the rest of reps this summer. They're coming in, trying to learn the playbook and hopefully, um, hopefully they'll get better as the season progresses. Also mentioning the offensive line off the top of my head. I, th- I thought of two offensive linemen that were expected to contribute, uh, this year. You know, when it comes back to the signing class, um, was it Tyrek Johnson out of Northwest, uh, community college with Jack Abraham was supposed to be a contributor. And then, um, Oh gosh, the big road grader out of Madison Central, he played transferred from Louisville, Jimmy Terry. You know, I don't know what happened with Jimmy Terry, but you know, they said he'd gotten in better shape and I think they kind of expected him to be here. So you have to move these guys around, maybe give some young guys playing time that you weren't necessarily expecting to be your starters. Um I think experience is going to fix a lot of this and I think, you know, we'll see that as the season goes along. As long as we make a bowl, I'll be happy at this point. I mean, anything less than a bowl game is going to be a huge disappointment. But like I said earlier, I think every game on the rest of the schedule is winnable. That being said, we are salty-ass Southern Miss. We will win some games we're not supposed to win, and we will lose some games that we're not supposed to win. So if you look at the remaining schedule, where are we at here? So we've got UTSA, then we've got Charlotte, we've got Marshall, UAB, Louisiana Tech and UTEP. So if you look at those games and looking at kind of how Vegas has them charted, you would imagine that USM will be favored in UTSA against UTSA, Charlotte, and UTEP for sure. And the stuff the the numbers I looked at earlier, I think they'll be favored against Marshall. Louisiana Tech should be pretty close, but uh, I would imagine they'd be favored, but. Some of the the charts I was looking at, it's going to be pretty close on the line. If that were to happen today, that could change in the next few weeks. UAB, I would expect to be, uh, you know, favored in that game, and rightfully so. But I think that is a game where if we come in and we progress the way that we should progress, we could give them fits. If our offense ever catches up with our defense, we'll be ridiculous. Hopefully that happens. I don't expect, you know... I don't expect us to be world beaters this year, and I don't think anybody that kept it with the program really expected us to go win the conference this year. I expected us to contend, and you hope to see some progress. But if you factor in all the players that we lost, and you know the, the youth, the experience that this youth is getting is definitely setting up for hopefully a bright future. That being said, I would like to see Shannon Dawson take more chances on the offensive side of the ball. Um, but I understand not taking the chances given the certain, certain given the circumstances, you know, with the way that uh, they're putting it all together. So we're taking on UTA, UTSA this weekend. Frank Wilson, Frank Frank the Snake, coming back to Hattiesburg. He got us his first year there. We got him last year, and hopefully we'll get him again this year. But UTSA is a team with a solid defense and a very very. Pitiful offense. So I know there's some people that were kind of surprised when we jumped out as 16 point favorites in this game according to Vegas, which has jumped up to 17.5. And I see people going, "Oh, what would, what, what what I saw? There's no way we cover that." And you're just being ridiculous. We t- we just took on two of probably the better defenses that we're going to see all year. And um, you know, I'm sure UAB is going to be a challenge. I'm sure Tech's going to be a challenge. But most of the rest of them, they're not going to be as difficult. So, And Vegas usually has a pretty good idea of what's going on. So I fully expect us to come out there. The only thing that I will say is that we've struggled at home for some reason. So hopefully we can get the monkey off our back. I I was listening to a podcast because I think a lot about Southern Miss and we've always had trouble surviving success. And I heard a quote from Matthew McConaughey where he said, always play like the underdog. And that really resonated with me as it relates to Southern Miss because there's so many times where we lose games that we shouldn't lose. But, you know, when you go in there, you, you have that underdog mentality. The games where we play like we're the underdog, we put up a fight and or win. So, always play like the the underdog, everybody. Your motivation from your friends at To The Top Talk. <laughs> Alright, so UTSA, let's look at them a little bit right now. They have had some trouble at uh the quarterback position. I don't know if that's going to be I don't know who's starting this week. They've got their their leading passer right now is Cordell Grundy. On the season, he has a I'm trying to look at his information here. On the season, Grundy, 110 uh, completions on 215 passes, yikes, for 990 yards, 5 TDs, and 3 interceptions. You put that up against Jack Abraham, who is 136 for 193, for 1581 on the yards, 12 TDs, and 6 INTs. Uh, I'd like to think we have the edge there. (laughs) You're looking at it across the board, they don't on the offensive side of the ball, they really don't have anybody whose numbers just jump out. So points per game right now. UTSA averaging 17.4, Southern Miss averaging 27. Points allowed per game. UTSA giving up 29. Uh Southern Miss giving up 20. Total yards 255 uh 0.6 for UTSA, with 155.7 of those being passing. And ninety nine point nine yards rushing. Southern Miss averaging four hundred and seventeen point two yards per game. Three hundred and eighteen of the point six of those um, through the air and ninety eight point six on the ground. Yards allowed, they're giving up three hundred seventy one yards a game. We're giving up three hundred twenty two point six. They're not giving up uh, very many rushing yards. So uh, you know, I-, I think this could be a week where if we see a little more of uh mosley and anderson back there that they we could have a much better um game rushing the ball but it looks like they are more vulnerable through the air giving up 253.4 yards passing and only 117.6 southern miss on the flip side giving up 191 passing yards per game and 131.6 rushing yards so the games that UTSA has played thus far this season. They started off with a 49 to 7 loss to Arizona State, followed up by a 37 to 20 loss to Baylor, followed up by a 41 to 17 loss to Kansas State. Then they bounced back with three straight wins against Texas State, UTEP 30 to 21, Rice 20 to 3, and then they got manhandled by Louisiana Tech last weekend 31 to 3. So, this does not appear to be a very good football team. Hopefully, we can come out and um, run away with this one. Hopefully, it's not a close game. We need some confidence. And, and, and most of all, I think the most important thing from this game is we need experience. Now, looking forward to the game after that. Charlotte game. Charlotte is, uh, you know, they've struggled at times this year but it seems like they uh they kind of got it together last week as they trounced western kentucky 40 to 14 they defeated odu they got curb stomped by appalachian state they got defeated by umass and they got uh they fell to uab 28 to 7 so they are not a very good football team i guess they could be dangerous Hopefully they are. Hopefully we're more dangerous in that game, and we can we can win that. We got to win that one. We got to win against UTSA. We got to win against Charlotte. We got to get on UTEP, and we got to take one of the other three games against Marshall, uh, UAB, and Louisiana Tech, and we're both eligible. I, I just. I cannot see a scenario where we are not (laughs) have six wins this year. That will be a disaster. And I get the frustration. But guys, come on, just keep it even. I know I said it earlier in the show, but I mean, it's a game played by 18 to 22 year olds. We're still recovering from the scholarship woes that we first incurred from Ellis Johnson. We've... You know, Munkin had to build the program back up, and, and he had to, to do what he had to do to get us that 2015 season, to get our reputation back, to help recruiting, to help interest in the program. Um, but I think Jay's doing it slowly through through high school kids. I think uh, the next two years we should be back up to capacity. So brighter days ahead, in my opinion. I know there's some that beg to differ. But I def, I see potential in these guys. I think the defense is there, and I think the defense is going to get even better. And I think the offense, with experience, will get better as well. So, anyways, there you have it. My thoughts on what's going on with Southern Miss football right now. It's going to be interesting to see how this weekend plays out. But if we can get that rushing running game going, it's going to open up a lot of things on the offense, and the defense can can spend a little more time on the bench and do their thing. But I think, uh, I think Jack is, is, is one of the better quarterbacks we've had. I think, you know, this is his first time playing D1 ball. He's still lighting it up at a tremendous completion percentage, even though some of those, yes, some of those are shovel passes and the like, but he is pretty accurate with his throws. He does have a little Drew in him. Hopefully he can get some more in him and <laughs> we can win some games and some championships. All right. So you've heard me jibber jabber for the past, 25 plus minutes. I guess let's shut it down. We're going to be out there. We're going to be tailgating. We're focused, motivated, ready to go. And if I've got to be, I'm going to be out of town Friday, so I can't set up. So hopefully Jason can go set up the tents. If you recall the past two years, these bumpkins have come in and set up tents in our spot. And I was like, it's our spot. I mean, I get that it's pretty much open season wherever you can find, but you know, we're there every single game and we know everybody that's around us. And these bumpkins come in once a year. And I think you're supposed to wait till noon to set up. I think me and Jason showed up at like 11 last year. And these dudes had already set up. They'd already been there and set up. So that will be a storyline to watch as the weekend goes along. We talked earlier. And barring any kind of weather issue, we're going to try to do some interviews out and about in the tailgate area and um, catch up with some former players, some fans, and the like. So it's going to be a great time. I got my, some of my family's coming to town. Some old friends are coming to town. There may be some surprises on who's coming to town. i talked to one person in particular. I need to follow up and see if they are coming. But a very interesting person who could arise and make an appearance in the hub city this weekend. So that'll be cool. All right. So let's shut it down. Follow us on all the social media platforms at To The Top Talk on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington. You can follow Jason on Twitter at Bumper J Bailey. Upcoming comedy shows, like I mentioned, this is the last time you will hear about this show, <laughs> except maybe on the, a recap of of next week. But uh, this Friday, that is October the nineteenth. Hannibal Burris. This is the biggest comedy show to ever come to Hattiesburg. There, I said it. It's gonna be the Sanger Theater. Tickets on sale now. Solid crowd brewing, but uh, it's going to get even more solid. So go ahead and get those tickets. Come to town tonight early. Come enjoy yourself. Have fun. Have a laugh. It's going to be a block party outside the Sanger Theater. It's going to start at 530. They'll have live at five out in the park. So you'll have some, uh, some chances to check out some activities going on in the downtown area. I have another big announcement that I'm probably going to announce Friday night. Another big show coming to the hub city. One of my favorite comedians, one of the best comedians working today Going to be back in Hattiesburg. Not at the Sanger for this one. It'll be at Brewski's. But um, I'm really excited to have this comedian back in Mississippi. All right. So look for us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. To the Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey. Subscribe. Give us a rating and review. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your friends. And this weekend, don't worry about... Don't have a panic attack on who shows up and who doesn't. You show up, you have fun. You take care of what you can control and that is yourself. Go out try to uh, recruit some folks to come out and have a good time with you. Don't try to pity people into come out to the game. Make them have that fear of missing out. That's how this is this, that's how this is going to work. You can't put up a picture on Twitter with Tickets that aren't sold, and try to shame people into coming out. That's not going to work. You have got to have that fear of missing out, and part of that is going to come with winning. So when when you lay these eggs at home, like we've been wont to do the past couple of years, um, it's going to make it even more difficult. So hopefully the team bounces back, has a good showing for homecoming. It's Letterman Day. Former players coming back. It's going to be a great time. Wear your gold. Wear your gold. <laughs> And it may be a little cool, so you may want to bring a jacket or something. But anyways, I'll see you guys this weekend. Looking forward to it. We'll see you on ne- back on next week's show. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.